This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, today on the podcast, I'm talking to Jade Tinkler. Jade is an award-winning portrait photographer who specialises in helping women be seen, celebrated, empowered, particularly those over the age of 40. She helps women to realise they are photogenic through creating beautiful portraits that they love and are proud of. Um, I know Jade as she actually took my new branding photographs that you've probably seen all over my website and Instagram um, at the end of last year, so that's the end of 2021 if you're not listening in real time. I invited Jade onto the podcast to talk about product photography um, so specifically product shots and flat lays and how to take these how to edit them and she had some really great advice and made it sound so simple to take really good photos yourself with your phone or a camera if you have one using hardly any props just a bit of natural light and maybe some white cardboard Jade will explain why and yeah she's made it seem really really doable and so I hope that after listening to this episode you're inspired to go away and take your own product photos yourself. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Jade. So hi Jade, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thank, well I say thank, thank you because so you're here to talk to us today about product photography, which I'm really excited about. Um, but can we start first of all by you giving an introduction to yourself, your business and what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So hi Vicky, yeah, thank you again for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I'm Jade from Jade Tickler Photography. I, I love helping women to realise how beautiful they actually are. Um, I love helping them to feel empowered, confident, and to basically just feel good about themselves and to realise that it's okay to spend some time on themselves rather than always having to put everyone else first, which as women we tend to do. <laughs> so, um, and I do this through studio portrait experiences as well as brand photo shoots in which I help women in business to be seen as the experts they are within their industry. And as part of my brand shoots, I create images that tell the story of their brand and business and photograph people, products, tours of the trade, flat lays, personalised stock shops, basically whatever that business needs to market itself to its target audience. Well, thank you so much for that overview. So today we're going to talk just about product photos, which I know is just one tiny aspect of what you do. Um, But I'd love to jump in with what's probably a really basic question, which is why is having good products of your good photos of your products important? So as we we all know, first impressions count. 
it's only takes one tenth of a second to form an opinion about a website or a product or a person. So often you might be selling your products initially through a second party selling platform such as Etsy or Amazon. So you want your products to look good and to look like they belong there. So professional looking images make the product look like it comes from a reputable seller and and that that product is of good standard and quality. And once you're selling from your own website, again, you want to be seen as a professional and reputable seller selling products that are actually worth buying and worth investing in. So, you know, I'm sure we've all had the experience at least once of shopping online and seeing a poor quality image of something that we're looking for and just skipping straight past it because you see that bad photograph of the product and you don't you don't give it the time of the day because it doesn't look professional. Absolutely. And that's something, yeah, I, I definitely have seen this. And I think it's even more obvious when you're shopping somewhere like Amazon or Etsy, because it's a, it's a direct comparison to all of those other products. So, I mean, I guess your own website is one thing, but I think it's probably, I don't want to say more important, but I would say probably more obvious if your photos aren't up to scratch, where you put it side by side with another comparable product. And um, then it, it's, you know, it's, it's glaringly obvious, isn't it? If the photograph isn't good quality if the resolution's really low or whatever it is exactly exactly and you know you want to be standing out for the for the good reasons and not for the bad reasons so <laughs> so let's talk a little bit if it's okay about the kinds of images you might need so let's say someone's listening and they're thinking oh I should probably get some product photos um I'm pretty sure you what you're going to say Jade is you don't just want those standard you know nice shots on a plain background for your website or for your amazon listings or whatever it is and there are other things you might need products for what are some of the types of products we might type of product images we might want to think about sorry i'm stumbling all over my words this afternoon (laughs) right so so you'll need your basic product images for starters so obviously this depends on the product that you're selling but these can look like simple images of each product on its own on a white background. Then you might like to show the product in a lifestyle shop, so being used as it would be used in in the world. For example, if you're selling a cushion, you could photograph that on a sofa or on a bed. Uh, if, uh, you know, a shampoo bottle could be photographed in a bathroom or in someone's hand. So, and that just kind of, it makes the... Um, it makes the product look more lifelike <laughs> in, you know, in, in, in everyday use. So then you'll need a decent headshot for your about page on your website or social media profiles. And then flat lays or personalised stock imagery are great for website banners and other filler places on your website, including blog headers, as well as use throughout your social media platforms. Now, flat lays... If you don't know what a flat lay is, and it's, it's a widely um, talked about type of photography at the moment, but not everyone knows what it means, and that's absolutely fine. So a flat lay is a simply is an image shot from above of a selection of carefully chosen and arranged objects. So these can be tools of the trade, products, or anything else that links to the person's brand. For example, something that's in the brand colours. And... Flat layers have never been more popular on social media than right now. So 
They're, you know, they're really popular at the moment in product sales because they're eye-catching, creative, and a great way of showcasing your products in a different way. Yes, thank you, Jade. And I think personally, I find them really useful because when we did my brand shoot, I had some taken, as you know, of notepads and brands colors and I think one showing my phone and my laptop. And they're great to just put a bit of text over or use as a standalone image. You know, they're great for websites. If you haven't got, you know, you're not quite sure what photos to go on that page. I found personally that they work really well for lots of different uses. So they're definitely something worth considering. Absolutely. They're so versatile and you can use them again and again and again, different parts of them. You can put them into Canva or other editing software and just make them serve whatever purpose you need from them. Yeah, thank you. So let's talk a little bit more about the about actually taking the photos because I think we've established there's quite a few different shots it's ideal for you to have so you know it's good to have your your headshots and product photos Um, I would actually add that having the on a white background even if you think oh I'm never going to use them I would recommend to people please do get those because some marketplaces Amazon's one actually stipulate you need your products on a white background and it can be really hard sort of edit that in afterwards so if you can get it on the white background do go ahead and do that so but there are quite a lot of photos that people need um and I know that for some of us who maybe don't have a a budget for a photographer right now and think okay can we take these ourselves actually that would be my first question Jade can we take these photos ourselves absolutely Absolutely. So despite popular belief, you don't need to go out and spend a whole lot of money on top of the range equipment. So phones are great at taking decent photos. And um, now that you can that you can absolutely use those for your business. I must add, there are still limitations to phone photography. They'll never match the use of professional photographic equipment. But depending on what you need your images for, phones can be a great starting point. You may simply find when using them as large, very large images on your website, they might become a little bit more pixelated. But it's just something to consider where you what you want your images for. But certainly for um, for product uh, selling websites, they'll be fine. That's really good to know. I think you're right. Nowadays, a lot of us are using our pictures online and phone pictures, I think, are good enough. Most phones, I guess, cameras are good enough quality for that, aren't they? I'm not sure always about printing because I found even sometimes printing personal photos off, you reach a certain size and they don't look quite as sharp. But I guess if we're looking to use them on our websites or marketplaces, then that'll be great. So that's good. So we don't need a certain type of phone. I guess we just need one with a half decent camera. Um what about things like backgrounds? Do we need to be buying backgrounds? Do we need special lights or anything? Um, what would you so, advise? So when thinking about backgrounds, for flat lays and general product images, these can be as simple, simple as your tiled kitchen floor, a kitchen worktop or dining table or your patio. Um, it, it really depends on what you're photographing and who your target audience is. So think about what you're photographing, how you want it to appear. Do you think it would look better on a dark or a light background, on something rustic or more urban? Zoomed in, um, in a cropped close, cropped up close or taken from further away, uh, photographed as a lifestyle shot or as a product listing. This will all affect what background you choose. 
and obviously what you have available to hand. But you've got to consider all the different factors before choosing a background because it will affect how your product is seen and and how it is viewed by your audience. That makes sense. And if we are wanting this sort of shot of our products on a white background, let's say, do we need to actually buy something or can we use like a white bed sheet or a big piece of paper? Uh, do we need any fancy photography props, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. So for for general kind of product images on a white background, you can absolutely do it on a white piece of paper. Uh, just make sure it's big enough. Um, depending on the size of your product, light cubes can be a great bit of equipment to invest in. They're relatively inexpensive on Amazon, depending on size, but around maybe 20 or 30 pounds. Some come with their own lighting, which means you don't even have to depend on daylight. And they're just a really useful bit of equipment to soften the light, soften shadows and just kind of control your imagery a little bit more. But when we're talking about lighting, it's worth taking a little extra time to make sure your lighting's the best you can get it before taking the shot. So trying to get it right afterwards just adds the time, adds to the time you're spending on the images um, and makes it more tricky to achieve. So natural daylight, but not full sun is great. So next door window is perfect. Okay. Perfect. And then another tip as it were, is to be, if you're photographing next to a window, you'll obviously have some shadows on some side. And if you want to soften those shadows, you can use a piece of white card to reflect the light back into your image. And it's really useful just to kind of bounce that light back in and help achieve a a softer, more even lighting. Oh, that's a great, yeah. I'm thinking now I've seen in photography studios where they have the white, the bit like big rolls um, and position them and the big, um, um, I want to say umbrellas, they're probably not called umbrellas, are they? But you know what I mean, Jade? Is that what that's for, sort of directing the light around? Yeah, and reflectors can be, as, as I say, as simple as a piece of white card. It doesn't have to be big flashy equipment or specific photographic equipment. So just something that's white, whether it's a white wall, white piece of card, white sheet of paper, something just to bounce that light back. So this is reassuring that we can get by with white card and a, a big window or a, exactly. or a feasible size window. That's really, that's really good to know. And um, it totally makes sense not to be in full sunlight. And I guess also not when it's too gloomy either because that's all going to affect how it looks and I have got some questions about editing as well but before we move on to that um what other tips you have for taking really good photographs yourself so as I say the white card for reflector that's that's a really useful one I'd avoid using room lights the overhead lights in any room tends to give a kind of yellow glow to them and you can't control which angle they're coming at so I would, I normally, if ever I'm photographing natural light, I would turn those lights off and just use the natural light coming from the window and work with that. So, and then, as I say, the, the light cube's a great piece of equipment. If you can find one for your product, it just kind of cuts out a lot of background um, obstacles that you might have <laughs> and also helps with the lighting as well. So what is a light cube, Jade? So a light cube is, 
it's a hollow <laughs> it's a hollow um cube that is made up of kind of fabric sides and there's normally a velcro um velcro fabric to attach to the front and it basically the light comes in from all angles you can use you can shoot extra lights in or some of them i've seen some recently that have got um artificial lights that have hooks where you can hook where you want them direct them and it just bounces all the light into the into the middle into the product oh i see sections and softens the light ah so you put your product in the middle that's right sorry yes and you shoot through normally through a little hole in the front Oh, amazing. In my mind, I was thinking it went on top, you know, like a light box. I don't know whether uh, you've yes. ever had one of your kids have one. That that was what I was, I was thinking light box lit from beneath it. This makes much more sense. And what about um, when we're thinking about light, what about taking photos outside? Can, can that be an option? Because I think for some of us, depending on the spaces that we have, uh, maybe there's only good light at a certain time of the day or we, you know how it is light moves around but what, what about yes. going outside and doing it so again outside is absolutely fine overcast days are pretty good for that because it means the light is softer and more um even it's like spread out nicely again avoid full sunlight because that just causes harsh shadows and it's not very is not very complementary to whatever you're photographing so, so yeah, just avoiding full sunlight. If it is, if it is full sunshine outside, just finding, um, photographing just inside the door or finding a bit of shadow or a bit of shade somewhere in the garden under a tree perhaps would just give you that softer light. That's really useful. Thank you. Now let's talk a little bit about editing. I guess my first question is, do we need to edit our photos? Um, and then, then, I know there might not be a straight answer for that. <laughs> um, what do you think? On the whole, I'd say yes, just to, as we take images, they don't always record on whether, on our cameras the way that we see them and the way that it is seen by the, by the naked eye. So so editing would just give give the colours a little bit of a boost and it means that you can have a bit of control over whites, for example. Sometimes when you're photographing in, in the camera, it will the whites will kind of show up grey. And sometimes it just needs a little bit of tweaking. Now, not a lot. I would avoid um, I would avoid filters, but just a few little tweaks just to kind of get it just to get it to um, ping to pop from the page. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess also to make sure, as you say, that the product pictures reflect the actual product. Because I've had some experiences recently and it's, it's completely different, but I'll share it anyway. I've been um, taking photos for a website where I've been trying to resell clothes. And I took some photos of a dress that's like, um, I'd say quite, quite dark navy. But for whatever reason, when I uploaded the photos, it almost looked purple. Um, and that's just not the color. So I had to take it down and then redo it in a different light because I, I don't know whether it was too gloomy or too whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt, oh, if somebody buys it thinking it's this color, I'd feel awful because it actually it wasn't a true reflection. And I was actually really shocked at how different the photo was to what I was seeing yes. right in front of me. Um, so I guess that is probably quite a good check for people, actually, that does the image accurately reflect the product 
Absolutely. And it's worth bearing in mind as well that our screens tend to be uncalibrated. So, so your phone, your laptop, as, as a rule, or not as a rule, but um, as, a, as a general kind of assumption, most people tend not to calibrate. So <laughs> that's just like for people that are photographers that are using, um, you know, are using photo editing software for that purpose. So, so yeah, images can look different. They can give different colours or different tones. But, but, yeah, as an absolute basic, make sure what you're photographed is showing a true reflection on your phone of the item. And then, yeah, that's as much as you can do on that front, kind of controlling what other people see as well. Thank you. And is there any photo editing software you'd recommend, I guess, particularly for beginners or those who don't necessarily want to spend loads of money on? Because I know there are really fancy packages that cost a lot of money and possibly take quite a while to get your head around. Um, What would you recommend that's not super expensive and also fairly simple as well? So there's a great app called Snapseed, which is free and and I've got it on my phone. It gives you great control over your images and it's really easy to use. It's got a lot of functionality, but you don't need to use half of it. It's, there are some the really, um, the really basic elements that you can use to help control the whites to just give the, the brightness a little bit of a boost just to give the colours a little bit of a boost. But as I said, definitely steer clear of using any filters because they can make your images look dated and they often alter colours as well. Um, And when you're editing, I'd think less is more. So make sure your final photos are well lit, bright and vibrant, but not vibrant to an unrealistic level. Don't get sucked into using saturation to make it so bright that it's not real. It's, it doesn't look what the product looks like. Um, so and as I say, make sure your whites look white, look white. And all of these can be tweaked in Snapseed and keep the editing style the same across all of your images to show consistency in your brand as well. Oh, that's such a really great point, because one of the things I loved um, when you did my brand shoot is that you can tell all the images work together because the colours are kind of the same and the I don't know how to say it, like the softness, if that's the right way of saying it, 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 they kind of fit. Um, But I guess, yeah, I guess it can be really tricky, especially if you're taking pictures of a product to ensure that they all look cohesive and they're part of the same set. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And it's just something to bear in mind when you're considering the photography of your products is to, if you're doing it across um, different time spans to make a note of where you're photographing, what settings you're using, how you're tweaking them, because then you can use those again in the future. That's a really, that's a really great tip, Jade. So I guess you could say, okay, I took them in this room and it was this time of, you know, roughly this time exactly. of day and I use this backdrop or this light cube. That's really good advice because you're right that by the time maybe you come around to need to take more photos, if it's a couple of months, well, for me, even if it was a couple of weeks down the line, chances are I'm not going to remember what I did. And that can be really frustrating, especially if the first time, you know, you did really well. And then the second set, you're like, oh, this isn't quite the same or 
yeah that's really good advice so yes everyone make sure you write down what you're doing okay so I'm having a look what else do I need to ask you Jay there's there's well I say there's quite I say there's quite a lot actually you've made it seem really really simple um <laughs> and I guess it's probably a case like with most things of going out and and giving it a go exactly yeah definitely it's having giving yourself time to play around I think is is the key here and you know to have a try so you've got your initial setting up time of working out your angles your compositions your lighting your backgrounds you've got that time to play so then moving forwards as you say make a note of it so then you've got you've kind of problem solved all the different question areas and then you've got those mapped out for the future that's such good advice and I guess like most things yes it might take a little bit more work up front to figure all of this out but going forward if you know you've got this written down every subsequent time should just get easier and easier because you just know exactly what it is that you're doing absolutely yeah so you've already given us lots and lots of advice but do you have like one number one piece of advice or one top tip that you want to sort of take away so I would say success is in the planning. So think about your target audience, what style would appeal to them. And this might not necessarily be what you like best. It's about them and not you. So choose what will suit your products and your your target audience. Plan your lighting. So what time of day would give you the most light? Get everything you need ready beforehand and then schedule a shoot time and get all your photography done in one go it will save you time in the long run and and it means that you've got a whole bank of images of your products or as many products as you can do in that one session that will all absolutely have the same lighting styling and then as we've already said allow time to allow time to play around with the different setups angles compositions and get it all written down so that it just makes things a bit more seamless and quick as you move forward that's brilliant advice thank you and I guess uh, as part of that as well I think it'd be really helpful to actually before you do all of this to write a list of the photos that you want um because I guess there's nothing worse than you know taking all this time to set up get everything done you know take all the shots pack away and then think oh I forgot whatever image it is so um my advice would also be to take some time to think about what it is that you want as well and literally just tick them off as you go because that would be so frustrating if you suddenly realize oh I forgot this one really important photo that I needed um so yeah I think planning is definitely the key here definitely (laughs) So Jade, I know you've got lots of exciting things coming up. If for anyone who's listening to this episode in real time anyway. So do you want to let us know some of what's going on? Yeah, great. So I've actually got a few educational elements coming up um, from the educational side of my business. So I've got a hands-on workshop teaching people how to take their own flat lays and stock photos for their business. This is going to be in Tunbridge Wells on the 24th of June. And it will be great for taking product shots for Etsy and and finding those images that will really kind of make your business stand out. So then... And is that a practical workshop, Jade? So will people be able to actually get the photos they want on the, on the day if they bring their products along? 
Yes. Oh, yep. Wow. It says in person, hands on. So, so anyone coming will need to bring their phone. They'll need to get the editing app downloaded to that beforehand. They'll need to bring a selection of products. There will be backgrounds available, and and I will kind of I'll be teaching how to do it, and then it will be hands on. So they'll get to take their own images while I'm there to help direct them, guide them, problem solve, and they'll get to then edit some of those during the workshop and obviously take take them home, take that knowledge home to be able to continue as well. That is amazing. So they're actually going to leave with with their product. That's really good. <laughs> um, wow. So then in addition to that, I also have a free online webinar coming up on the 27th of June, which is talking about the five top secrets to phone photography for your business. So just helping people to really kind of master using their phones for their business photography. Uh, And as well, I've got an online course coming out soon, teaching people how to take scroll stopping photos for their business and how to build their brand on Instagram. And that covers photographing people, products, kind of anything you need for your business and using those within your brand and your business to build your build your audience and build your brand oh wow that is a lot yes. <laughs> so what I'm going to do Jade is I'm going to link to all of those events within the show notes for this episode so if you're listening in real time and one of these interests you you can go and take a look but don't worry if you're listening to this in a month's time or it's 2023 or something um, I'm sure if you go to Jade's website there will be something going on that will be of interest so I'll make sure everything's linked up in the show notes so it's super easy to find thank you very much Oh, thank you. Thank you for everything that you shared. Um, I definitely think you've made sort of taking your own product photos feel a lot more manageable. And I guess if anyone still isn't 100% confident, then hopefully they can either go to your free webinar or maybe even come along to the Tunbridge Wells session and sort of get your, you know, get your guidance in person when they're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm here to help. I, I really am keen to help people in business women in business um, but people in business to to be more confident at taking their own photography and and to kind of ha- be empowered to keep, keep their businesses building and moving forwards well that's brilliant thank you so much Shade. no problem thank you very much thanks for listening and thank you for um, inviting me to do this podcast oh anytime thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for listening right to the end of this episode. Do remember that you can get the full back catalogue and lots of free resources on my website, vickyweinberg.com. Please do remember to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed it and also share it with a friend who you think might find it useful. Thank you again and see you next week. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.